Man, I'm really excited about this little word this morning. And it's, it's, it's meant a lot to me at this moment. I opened up the Bible yesterday and a scripture comes straight out the book. And I was like, okay, cool. So I didn't have to hang out very long. I'm learning very quickly. When God gives me something, I get up and I run. And I just let him work it all day and all night. And then I'll come back in the morning. And that's when I'll sit down and I'll meditate on it. But it's been a, it's been a good morning. So let's stand at our feet. Tell me if I change the title of that sermon, you will be mad. <laughs> or you will get upset. Okay. I almost stopped us after the first song. But the title of the sermon, Tommy, I think needs to be Caught in Worship. And you'll understand it in a minute. You'll understand it in a minute. We've been in the series. We've not gone this way before. We're going to stay right there. And uh, we can't. And I'm trying really hard. but I'm given so many opportunities. Everybody say goodbye to Debbie. She has these conversations with me and then she piles opportunity. If you've got your Bibles, let's go to Joshua chapter 5. I love this book. I might preach on this book the rest of the year. This thing is just so full of stuff that it will blow your mind if you just take some time and meditate on some of it and just let God speak to you through it. If we are just reading, if we find ourselves just reading the Bible for reading the Bible or getting knowledge, we're missing the purpose of his book. Amen, preacher. If we're not if we are not reading the Bible to receive revelation from God himself we are missing the purpose of his word God did not God didn't get bored on a Tuesday afternoon and decide to write a Bible We need to be looking into his word and and praying that God himself would reveal something to us that will guide us and protect us and keep us and instruct us and discipline us. Amen, preacher. I love the word discipline. Let's go to chapter 5. And I'm not going to be in front of you long. It's a few verses And I'm going to read through them, and then I just want to talk about them. Starting at verse 13, it says, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite to him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? Watch, watch this answer. Watch this answer. He says, no.
Joshua asked a question that required a multiple choice answer. I guess this is where they come up with that. Y'all remember the when in doubt, see it out when you took test in school? They said when in doubt, see it out and just mark C and keep going. I think this is where this was introduced. Because Joshua said, are you for us A or for them B? And God said C. (laughs) He said, no, I'm not for you, nor am I for them. Watch, I mean, I, I love how this... So he said, no, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face. To the earth and worshiped. And said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, He used this as a teaching moment. Take your sandal off your foot for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Let me catch this up. Joshua has just led a deprived people of true freedom across the Jordan. They have now entered into that which has been told us, the promised land. This was the the land that that flows with milk and honey. This was going to be a place that was just overwhelmingly giving to Israel. This was a word that was spoke to Abraham years ago. And now we're here. And Joshua has just come through. And you have to remember, Joshua has gone through 40 years. I might be a little longer than I anticipated. Joshua has gone 40 years in the wilderness. Right alongside Moses. So Joshua has seen things that God has done for the Israelites. Joshua has seen God present himself in in areas and in manners of, of water and manna. And here Joshua stands in his first real battle. As the commander in chief, Joshua is the general of the army. Joshua's handling the Israelites. Now he's he's directing them in which ways they should go. He's, He's their commander. He's telling them what steps to take, where to take them, how to take them. They have Cross the Jordan, they, they have now, they've actually eat. They've eaten their first meal in Canaan. Remember? The Bible said that the manna ceased. They ate from the fruit of the ground. They ate of the land of Canaan. And the manna ceased. They've eaten the first meal. They they have participated in circumcision. They have participated in the Passover. Man, it seems like everything is going as planned. Because Joshua was just told, gather the people, 
let them know, get provisions, in three days we're crossing. And that's what happened. So up to this point, Joshua, everything that had been told him by Moses and by God is coming to pass in the order it was told. Man, that seems like the life. Man, isn't it awesome when God has given you a word and everything around you is falling right in line and you see this word that God has given you unfold? Welcome to life. Because sometimes that doesn't happen. And here's Joshua. He walks up. He looks at Jericho. Can you imagine what's going through his mind? Now, we're, we're talking about a man that has seen some things. And, and, and I don't believe that he is found in this field in Jericho looking at the walls in fear. If he was in fear, he would have been hidden behind the army. Instead, Joshua, I believe, was still standing in faith and in the hopes of but I think he was in a state of maybe confusion. It wasn't that Joshua didn't trust God. Joshua surely wouldn't have walked out into this field in front of everybody and left the army here and Joshua was out in the middle of the field peering on what was to become one of his greatest victories And he stands there. I believe he was meditating. I believe that he was beginning to replay God's spoken word. As I was with Moses, so shall I be. Be strong and courageous. Stand and see that I've not. I believe that Joshua took it upon himself at this moment because the camp was in fear. The camp was worried. It's, it is shut up. We can't even get in. And Joshua is replaying. First replaying Moses when Moses said that God's going to be with you and you're now the leader and God's going to be with you. And Joshua's standing there. I just, I have to believe this in my heart, that he was looking at this wall going, I don't know how, I don't know when, come on, some of you got to be looking at a battle, I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know one thing, I know that every time that God has said something to me, and he's replaying these past 40 some years, every time God spoke, God And he's peering, maybe confused just because we all get confused. It doesn't look like it was written. I mean, if you read the end of the Bible, the Bible says we win. But read it from Genesis up to Revelation. It doesn't look very promising sometimes. <laughs> Not everything looks as it's written. Doesn't mean that the written's not right. It doesn't mean the author made a boo-boo. And Joshua was standing in this field in just a little small state of confusion, wondering how this was going to happen. And God, why is it not looking like I thought it should look? replaying Sion and Og where they defeated the first two battles on the east side of the Jordan, knowing that they were going in to take the land, take possession of, they were told to possess. That means to take. And here he stands and he's looking. Now God, wait a minute, now you've cut off my manna. And you've walled up a city that you're telling me I'm supposed to take. 
And he's standing in between the victory of what was and a victory of what was supposed to be as he would picture it. Pondering whether he's done the right thing, maybe. God, did I tell him to, to move too fast? Did I, God, did I really hear you? Or did my emotions just get stirred? Did I just get excited about the word and I just took off like a dart? You've never done that, right? God said, it's yours. You go take it. And boom, out the front door you went. You're still in your boxers <laughs> trying to figure out. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hoping to God that the neighbor's camera's not working. <laughs> or at least they're not recording. <laughs> but sometimes we have that tendency. We'll, we'll get caught up in a moment, man. And we, we just take off. And sometimes God has to put obstacles to slow us down so that by the time we reach where it is that he's wanting us to go, we're ready for what it is that he wants us to have. Too many times we want to run into the promised land before it's time. We want to partake off of the fruits before they're ripe. Come on, I mean, I think about the farmers, man. They're, they're wanting to eat that piece of corn when they plant it. I mean, they can taste it when they drop it in the ground. I believe we do that sometimes. I believe, I believe we, we reach and pluck from a tree when the fruits are yet to be ripened. Not that we're wrong. It's just the timing. And Joshua was standing out there, and he's going, I know that I was told. Just don't know if it's time. Joshua is stuck between what he's already gone through and what he's about to get ready to face. Joshua is, is stuck. Joshua was even stuck in this, in this part of his life. Are you for us or are you for them? Come on, have you? Let's walk down memory lane. And you're talking to your friends. You believe them? Or you believe me? Are you siding with them? Are you siding with me? Am I the only one? Y'all help. Boy, I know I'm on the right track because you get quiet. <laughs> I'm used to Louise by now. But too many times in our life, we'll, we'll find ourselves in between. And our first question wants to be, who you for? Who you siding with? Whose back you got? And God is trying to teach us a lesson. He's trying to let us know that he's the commander. You're, you're just there, but he's the commander. And, and God had come up to him, and it was real important that the man that Joshua looked up and saw had a sword drawn. It's meant that God had come to fight. No matter, no matter what your thoughts of the process were, no matter what somebody else thought the outcome should be, God came to fight and to make sure that it happened the way he wanted it to happen. And see, you, you got to understand, God had never shown himself to Joshua in what they call a, the, a theophany, where, where God has presented himself in fleshly form. God had never shown himself to Joshua, but, yeah, 
He had talked to him a couple of times. He, he had mentioned his name a few times. But God had never appeared to Joshua. And see, there's times in our life that God has talked to us, but when we're stuck in the middle, by God, we need God desperately to show us himself. And God knows this better than we because he shows himself now to Joshua. In, in, the, in the most dire state of confusion that Joshua could have been in, in, in the most devastating moment of his life, God brings the most encouragement that he could need. See, if it not been for God to step in your life at a moment, you would have given up on him. You would have walked away because of circumstance and obstacles. Oh, well, let me touch that. Given the promised land, the promise had been given. They have, they have walked into the promise. Well, we can do this sometime too. We can mess up the promise as soon as we step foot on the ground. They had walked into the promise. And because of an obstacle, they become distracted. Well, let's not blame Israel. Let's talk about us. We are walking in what God has called us to. And when we get there, we find an obstacle. Now it's caused distraction. And before you know it, we've blown it. Maybe that's why God said, you'll cross over this Jordan. Because sometimes he has to take you back across it. And you got to come back this one again. Oh, that one wasn't good enough. Okay, let's go back. Let's come back across this one. That one didn't hurt enough. Let's, let's. See, when, when will we learn? That when God says that we're going to walk into the promised land and we're going to possess what it is that he has given us to possess, when will we learn that no matter what takes place in our life, whatever waves begin to ebb and flow in our life, that we're not swayed to and from? That we maintain course, that we keep our eye on the commander. I can almost see Joshua, maybe, maybe not looking at the wall at the moment that God appeared, but maybe it was that moment that Joshua had looked around that and just kind of dropped his head in disgust and really not understanding why, and then lifts his head and sees a man caught off guard, caught in the middle of his worship. Oh, you don't think... So you don't think the enemy can come and interrupt your worship? Right in the moments that you're thanking God for everything that's happened and you go out to the mailbox. <laughs> Never mind. If you <laughs> keep living, you'll understand what's in that mailbox that you don't want that can cause you to become discouraged. And if it's not a bill, it can be a letter. If it's not a letter, it can be a card. It could be empty. But I always say, no mail's good mail. Amen. And Joshua, in the midst of just contemplating, God, what's my next step? Because, see, God hasn't told him what to do with Jericho at this point. But God told him what to do at the Jordan. He told him what to do at the circumcision. Come on, church. He, he was used to hearing God's voice. And at this point, he hadn't heard yet. So he's standing in this field all by himself. That's why I say it wasn't the fact that he was standing out there and he was faithless. 
I say that he was faithful. He was looking. But God knew that what he was about to face, he was going to need more than just the word. Come on, sometimes it's good to have a promise tangible. You with me? Because God wrote the word. He said that the, the heart, the, what, what is it? The uh, putting off of hope makes a sick heart. What, what, what is that? Hope deferred makes a heart grow. And God knew this. He said, I need to encourage him. He's young at this. He's he just been promoted. He's young. I need to help him. I need to show up. Why did, oh, boy, I wish I had about two hours. I'd sit down and talk to you about Christendom. It's like being a babe in Christ. Yeah. See, there, there were moments when I first give my heart to Christ, really, and give it back, <laughs> that, man, I didn't have to read, search the Word. It happened like this sometime. Whoa. Because God knew that you needed encouragement. He was building a hope. He was building a faith. And he would help along the way. And then as I got close to the bottom of the glass of milk, he started saying, you want me to do everything for you? And then I had to begin to, to seek the word. Then I had to begin to, to seek after the Holy Spirit that he would influence me in my thoughts and in my understanding. And then God had to begin to start showing me then what it was that he wanted me to know and what he wanted me to understand. And I believe that that was what was going on with Joshua. He was... Young in the game. And God didn't want him to become discouraged to the point that he would decide, this isn't going to work. I'm just going to turn back. See, we don't, we don't know what would have happened if God wouldn't have shown himself. Let's think about it for a moment. Let's just, let's just toss it around for a minute. Joshua's been told all this stuff, hadn't heard from God, and he's standing there, and he's looking at this wall. And I'm sure in his mind, he was probably going, okay, well, God, if you're, if you're not going to tell me, then come on, we've done this one. God, if I didn't hear from you, I'm just going to do it. Oh, and then we say phrases like this. We didn't hear God tell us to and we didn't hear God tell us not to. I'm guilty. Boy, am I guilty. And we take that. And that was our reasoning behind a decision. We didn't hear God not tell us to do it. And we didn't hear God tell us to do it. So where's the permission? Come on, church. This was life-altering for the Israelites. I mean, they had already been disgusted with Moses. You just brought us out here to die. Imagine what would have happened if Joshua would have put his game plan down, like we all do. It, how many of you got... Come on. Some of you already know, you already know what's on schedule for tomorrow. I don't, I'm not supposed to do stuff like that. I'm going to leave you alone. Some of us know what we have on schedule for tomorrow. We've already written it down. We've already made plans. We've already called everybody that would be involved with our step tomorrow. 
Shoot, you've got them so influenced, they put it on their calendar. <laughs> and we wonder. Now, I'm not saying that writing stuff down the bad. I'm just, please listen. I'm saying there are times in our life that we are so convinced about what we will do next week, next month, next year, that we will inscribe it in stone, and by golly, ain't nothing. And it just so happened that God showed up, knocked on your little fancy door, and said, hey, you probably ought to change your plans. And you didn't hear them knocking. And that which you walked into turned your life upside down. All because church, we have to be so cautious and so careful. The enemy will dress as an angel of light. And if you aren't careful, you'll be following the wrong road. Yeah, I'm telling you, you better second guess everything. You, the Bible says to test every spirit by the spirit. And we get so tied up in how we're going to Joshua was going, well, if I, I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to run the hard-headed mule over to that gate because he don't stop, and he'll just run right through that gate. And then all the soldiers that go over there because they think that's where the infiltration is happening, and we'll sneak around the back door, and we'll climb up the wall. I mean, he's making game planning. And right at the moment, God said, we need to change your plans. I just, see, y'all, I got to read that Bible standing beside Joshua in the field. Oh, this is Canaan. There, there must be wheat and barley growing. The wind's just blowing that stuff back and forth. Looks so pretty. Get distracted. I, I ain't hearing God right now, so I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and... There we go. Done. Right? Have, have any of y'all ever made decisions like that? You just said, look, I'm, we, well... Okay, we're just going to buy this house because, I mean, it's just right now the market's crazy and we're and we just going to buy it and we just go back. And you ain't talked to God 15 minutes. Maybe you talked to him for 15 days, but you ain't heard nothing. So you said, I ain't heard him say no. I ain't heard him say yes. So that's it. Here we go. And you get into that house and that house consumes your life. I mean, it sucks your pocketbooks dry. Come on. Come on. Where am I supposed to go with all this? He just keeps going like this. But not that it wasn't your promise. It's how you, oh, it's how. It's not the promise, it's how you handle we mishandle it? What if, what if Joshua would have mishandled this battle? <laughs> like they did with Ai. They mishandled Ai and Ai went like this and spanked their little tails all the way back to camp. Y'all remember? 36 guys died or something. All because they mishandled 
because they mishandled the promise. Tommy, maybe the message is today is mishandling the promise. I'm joking. <laughs> I love it when I can just open this thing up and just grab something and it just feeds. So before God would allow him to mishandle the promise, he chose to show up in the middle of his worship. I mean, he, he taught Joshua. Did y'all see the teaching moments there? He taught Joshua because the same as it was with Moses. See, oh man, there comes that scripture again. I'll, the same I'll do with you that I don't with Moses. He showed up to Moses in the burning bush, told Moses, take off the sandals. Joshua said, come on, church. Then Joshua shows, and God shows and says, take off your, I mean, come on. That's simple stuff there that we should catch and we don't because we just read. Can you just imagine what was playing back in his mind when he, he looked at him and he said, no. <laughs> I'd have been waiting for the A or I'd have not no. <laughs> I'd have probably said, no, excuse me. <laughs> That's not the question I ask. God sometimes has to show up in our life and not even give us two shakes to the question we ask, but rather make himself aware or make you aware of who he is. He said, I'm the commander. See, that ought to lead you right through a theophany. There, there it, who is the commander of the Lord of hosts? There ain't nobody but one. And Joshua. Because Joshua hung out. Boy, this thing is so full. Joshua hung out with Moses. Joshua was the one that would hang by the tent when Moses would become tired and weary and decide it's time to go hit the cot. I need to get a toddy and go night-night. Joshua would hang by the corners. I can see him just listening, waiting for God to give instruction or, or something that was just going to blow his mind. Joshua hung out. He knew what the voice of God was. He understood what it was to worship God because he would follow the one that had been called to be the leader, to worship God. All the things that Joshua would have learned over the years. Can you imagine? I mean, he is with Moses, the one that God says, above everybody else and does not mention this with anybody else in the Bible, he said that I spoke to Moses face to face. Boy, that's saying something. That's saying something right there. And Joshua learning this and understanding this and following, no matter the cost. God shows up and says, Ah. And Joshua went, Whoa. Now, I, I get it because we, we get caught up, right? We, Whoa. I mean, I didn't just see it, you know? And God says, Whoa, 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 whoa. Take your sandals off. Remember Moses? Take your sandals off. I, see, it's just how I read it. Teaching him. Listen, there, there's processes. I mean, this is showing the, 
This is showing the high favor of God on his life, man. Just if, if you'll follow my precepts and align yourself with heaven, I promise you that we'll take you all the way through. Don't do it on your own. But we will do it that quick. And we, and we, and we do it because we do it because we're fearful, not faithful. And if we don't act right now, if we don't do it right now, something bad is going to happen. Got to go. Get on it. Got to do it right now. I used to have a salesperson that worked for me years ago. Tommy knew who I'm talking about. But he'd sit down with the customers, man. He, he was the only one who could get away with this stuff. He was so funny. Don't ask me why God put this. I don't know. <laughs> but he would sit down in front of his customers, and he'd be talking to them. And he'd go, Okay, now here's the pen, and you got to do it now, 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 now. And I mean, he, would, he would do stuff like that, and the, cu- the customers just laugh and roll all over this dude. One of, he's one of the better salespeople. If you ever keep him straight, man, he's one of the better sales. Customers loved him. They thought he was a nutcase. He was. Probably still is. Actually, no, he's, he's turned around a little bit. Ain't he? The last time we've seen something about him, but anyway. I mean, there's, there's so much to that of us wanting things right now and doing things right now. I have to ask, did you stand in the field of Jericho and ponder on what God has brought you through? And meditated on what God has told you that he's going to take you through. Have you pondered that? Or has your decision become instantaneous based on how you feel? Based on what you want? Based on how you see it? Based on what you're thinking? Have we pondered? And just standing in the field. I, man, I can see Joshua ready to fight. I wouldn't be surprised if Joshua didn't already have his sword. I can see him walking up to God, not recognizing, not because if he'd have known then, <laughs> he, he, uh, he probably wouldn't have run up on him. But running up on him and going, you for me or you for them? Have you ever been put in a situation where you ask God, God, is it them or is it me? Are you for them? Or you? And he's going, I'm not for either one of you. I'm for me. Now, the question is, who are you for? Come on. Where do you take your stance? Are you for me? Are you for you? There is no C. Can't see your way out this one. He says, me or you? Because see, anything in life that we do and that we choose on our own without God, you're doing it for you. Don't lie. Don't say, well, I just wanted to. No, you, you didn't care about. You was wanting you. You were trying to fulfill you. We got to look at stuff like that. I'm the commander. I think it would have scared me to death. I don't believe it was a small man. I, I believe it was a dude. You know what I mean? The ones you're going to go, I might be able to take him, but I ain't going to tell him that, right? 
because he's probably going to hurt me. <laughs> I'm at least know he's going to be there when we're done. <laughs> so I'd rather just, right? So we have to be careful. I think I wrote a small note. I want to share it with you. Or maybe I've already shared it with you. I only had two pages of a scribble. So I may have already shared it with you. I did. I told you about it. When Joshua's difficulties became more increased, God knew and began to increase the encouragement he needed to move forward. We all need to seek God at one point in our life, somewhere. Some of you might be just crying this morning, go, I need to see him right now because I'm at a point and God's going, no, you don't need me right now. You've got everything you need to make it through right now. I'm just trying to get you off of you, get you off of your, get you off of your drive. See, there's, there's, there's growing. Whew. There's growing seasons in our life. We have to be well aware of what to plant, when to plant it. What to do, when to do it. How to feed it when we feed it. You can't go and plant grass in December and expect it to grow. Don't go planting corn in January expecting it to grow in February. We've got to be very careful. God's got a plan for you. He's given you a promise. I don't know what your promise is, but I'm talking the promise of God. He's given you a promise. Now, will you make it? Uh-oh. Now the pastor's put responsibility on me. Yep. Because God told Moses to tell him this. Today I presented you life and death. Choose life. Choose life. So no matter what obstacles are in your way, no matter what might spring forth today or tomorrow, if you know that God's given you a promise, He's faithful. Did y'all hear me? I said he is faithful. Even though we aren't, he is. He doesn't forget about it. He promised you. He wants you to have it. It's yours. He'll say, you just got to walk this street. Don't go 15 other different ways. Walk this street. You'll get there. Don't allow it to take your eyes off of God. Don't look at the wall. And let it distract you. Because it can. You ever face something bigger than you? I mean stuff that you can't control. Some of us married. What are we doing? We can't control it. We go stand in the field of Jericho. And let's meditate. And let's think back. What's God brought us through? What did he promise he would take me to? Let's think about it. Let's meditate on it. Surely. Surely. Oh, they said about the blood. 
what was true then is true now. If he showed himself mighty then, he'll show himself mighty now. Come on, church. You've got to believe in God more than you believe in circumstance. No matter how it turns out, God is victorious. I don't care about anything. God is victorious. He wants you to be with him. So I'm done. Told you I wasn't going to be before you long. Look at that. It's before 12. Are you kidding me right now? Look, you was able to stay awake. It's before 12 o'clock. It was just, it was just a good thing. I can't pass stuff like that up. Maybe we're standing in the field of Jericho. Maybe we're out there and you're brushing your hands across the wheat and the barley. and You're just meditating. What's God done for me? Where has God brought me from? What's he promised me? How will I get there? Wait for the answer. Don't move till God tells you to move. If you don't hear nothing else today. Don't give that excuse that, see, I told you I was guilty. I did it. When you don't hear him say something, when you don't hear him say no or hear him say yeah, you you better wait for that answer. Because you don't wait on that answer. It might be an AI moment. 